Hello, you're live on Joy News News today from your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Joy News is live on Go TV channel 421 and DSTV channel 125 around the globe at myjoyonline.com and on your digital TV sets because we are free to air. My name is Mamisi Nyamichet Thompson. Coming up, some senior police officers. Petition ad hoc committee probing alleged plot to remove the IGP from office. We'll hear from the committee's chair who made the revelation and take the thoughts of a statesman who appreciates development at the committee so far. Suspected fake doctor arrested at Convanachi Teaching Hospital. We have details. In our series of Hope Today, we tell you about Kofi J. Coconut Seller, who believes self-help is the best option in securing a lifetime livelihood as he boasts of his accomplishment from his unassuming trade despite being a school dropout. We have details plus business, sports news and world news all in the hour. Stay with us. Some senior police officers have petitioned a seven-member ad hoc committee probing the alleged plot to remove the IGP. Chairman Samuel Atacha made the revelation saying the committee will be taking a look at the petition to take action. We'll be bringing that in a bit, but first here's a wrap from yesterday's sitting by Samuel Imbura. The latest to stroke more fire is the third police officer, Superintendent George Asari, who is corroborating claims that the IGP engineered their conversation with eyewitness Bugri Nabu to be recorded. George Asari, in spite of his request to give his testimony, in camera alleged Daniel Bugri Nabu was used as a conduit by the IGP to trap them. He's, however, denied portions of the tape. He claims they adopted. But later, upon further inquiries, remember I'm a policeman for investigations, I'm very smart. But that side, when, I, when we meet in camera, you know who did the recording, who was sent by who, and on what promise to who. You will get it when we meet in camera. He further alleges a contract was awarded to Daniel Bugrinabu by the IGP to procure over 40,000 boots for the Ghana Police Service as a reward. And I, oh, I, he has lied on several. Okay, I, have, I have alleged Bugrinabu on tape. Everything he came to say here on video in his office, the same office. His relationship with IGP and contracts, 40,000 40, 40, contracts. Mr. Asari also revealed that Daniel Bugri Nabu suggested special fortification for them to secure the position of the IGP. Uh, Honorable Chair, like I said, that spiritual matter it was in two ways either christianity or other other other, other faiths but he insisted he insisted please honorable chair 
he insisted that he insisted that he has some malams, as I use those words interchangeably or imams. Yes. Yes. But Alfred Dakwa, who is lawyer for Superintendent George Asari, says he is satisfied with the probe so far because it has given his client an opportunity to clear his name in the public. Had already been crucified. And at least today he's been able to at least say his side of the story. And I think that's the most important thing now. Will you be surprised if the, if the committee doesn't invite the IGP? His name keeps coming up. Will you be surprised as a, a lawyer if the committee doesn't invite the IGP? I think it wouldn't even be fair to the IGP if he's not invited because allegations have been made against him. And it's important that, I mean, principles of natural justice, he also gets the opportunity to also say his side. He doesn't need to have a case. He was invited as a witness, so he came to say his side of the story. It's not really about the Republic against him or he against somebody. His name came up, and I think he came to explain how all these things happened. Meanwhile, there is an emergence of a new tape the ad hoc committee is considering to scrutinize. Chairman of the committee, Samuel Atachia, said. They will consider even an in-camera hearing and invite all persons of interest in the probe. That the first audio is not authentic in terms of some aspects, but they admitted that some of them were authentic. Now, we've had the benefit of a tape on the assumption that it's authentic. The members of the committee will have to internalize that tape and it is also transcribed and look at it. And that will give us the ideas as to what to do. First of all, do we bring all the I mean, stakeholders together with their lawyers for cross-examination and uh, cross-firing to take place? Whilst we listen attentively and later when they finish, they will have our turn. And then are there matters which should not come into the public domain because of national security implications? So we'll do long in-house or uh, uh, in-camera hearing. For now, all four witnesses, including Daniel Bugrinabu, COP Alex Mensa, Superintendent Emmanuel Jebi, and Superintendent George Asari, have since been released. The Parliament Ad Hoc Committee will continue in an in-camera hearing of this probe. From Parliament House, Samuel Mbura, Joy News. Well, committee chair Samuel Lata Achan says some police officers have petitioned the committee. Whilst we were sitting, the petitions were brought to us, so we've not even read them. We've not perused the petitions. But trust us as a committee that there is nothing of consequence that we brush it aside. It's going to be a very comprehensive interrogation. So if people want to aid us to do our fact-finding, we will not block them. We've also just seen that some um, police officers have even taken the IGP to court in relation to their promotion. So I've, I've instructed that they should first the, the, the writ so that we know the content of what is pending in court and the rest of it. Commenting on developments, so far former chairman of Parliament's Legal and Constitutional Committee, 
Inusafuseni says the probe must not be turned into a trial of the IGP. Dr. George Ekufudampari, the chairman of the committee, Samuel Atacha, had already hinted the IGP may be invited to appear before the committee after some senior police officers at the center of the controversy alleged he may have orchestrated the recording and leaked the tape. But speaking to me earlier, the former NDC MP for Tamale Central, Inusafuseni, cautioned the committee not to lose focus and turn this into a public trial of the IGP. There is a conscious, deliberate effort to shift the terms of reference in this matter to the trial of the IGP. It's very conscious and deliberate. It's a red herring that has been pushed. We, we might lose focus. I mean, you might, you, in any undertaking, you must define the remit and parameters of your operations to be able to come out with something concrete. The fear is that it diverts attention from the criminal activities of those who met to the man himself. We might end up turning the man into a, a villain. We might end up why would that be so? I mean, we are, it's just... It's because, a because, because, because a lot of things have been said about him, which obviously ought not to have been said about him. I mean, a police officer comes on set to say publicly to Ghanaians and the world at large that this is the worst uh, IGP we've had in, in history, and in recent history in the Fourth Republic. Then you wonder... What metrics did he use? What management metrics did he use to come to that conclusion? How many people did he speak to? Is it a pervasive view in the police service? Or is the personal idiosyncratic view of the dissatisfied few within the police service? Mm. But we allow that to pass. Well, Mr. Fuseni, however, argues that the police council, if it is interested, can look into the allegations made against the IGP. He also insists the probe has nothing to do with the national security, objecting to the committee's decision to hear some of the matters in camera. I, 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 I disagree with the, the... There's no national security implications involved in any of this. Mm. People were... It's just like people conspiring to overthrow the state. Then you are trying them for the intention to commit an act of uh, uh, treason or subversion. And they say, well, matters, so there are some matters involved that we can, we can reveal to the state. We can say that openly, publicly. Now, I, I, I think that it is greatly out of difference to the persons involved, most of them being seven uh, police officers, that the committee agreed to listen to them in camera. There is nothing, I mean, secretive about what they did. There's no state secret involved in this. We're not producing any nuclear weapon, are we? The public safety in this case will be probably protecting those who have appeared before the committee. There's no any threat to public safety by listening to what they have said. So according to you, we should have all hearings in public? All the hearings should have been, they should have demanded and encouraged them to speak publicly. For this transparency is very important in the democracy. Right. All of us must get carried along. The gravity of what they have done. The seriousness of the problems in the police service must be understood and appreciated by all. A 26-year-old man has been arrested for posing as a medical practitioner at the Confanochi Teaching Hospital in Kumasi. William Cyril Cohen, who was seen lurking around the hospital, is alleged to have admitted patients and administered drugs. Now, my colleague Nana Bwachiyadon joins me via Zoom for more on this. Nana Bwachiyadon, how did they notice the suspect is not a medical doctor? 
So Lana Boache, I was asking, how did they notice or the hospital authorities notice that the suspect is not a medical doctor? Uh, so, Mamesi, the suspect was approached by a senior medical officer at the Overnight Hospital Hospital, um, where, upon further interrogation with the uh, suspected doctor, and the senior medical officer realized that he's not one of them. The Overnight Hospital has a system, system that is in charge of OPD and other health-related services. So if you are not really a member of their team, they will easily recognize you. So that is how come that this senior office that and reduced with that at the same doctor that is not part of their So that's how come the, the situation came up. Has it been established how long he had been operating there for? And for, and for what we know, the hospital says that he has not been there for quite some time. He realized he's been there for a short period of time, not for a very long time. So they have not really determined. They are yet to determine whether he's been there for a very long time. But as a stand, per their own reports and per the conversations that we've had with them, he said that he has not really been there for some time. But upon further investigations, they will come out to determine the exact period. All right, grateful for your time here. But before you go... Um, apart from investigations, has there been any measures taken by the hospital with regards to the to the situation? So, as it stands, the Kovanotitishim Hospital says that they are going to do a random check on their staffs going forward to ensure that incidents like this do not occur. But they have brought out a statement to deny the fact that the alleged suspect was attending to a patient. Right. And I'm watching you, I'm grateful for your time. Now, we've been trying to reach hospital authorities on this situation, but as and when we get them, we'll be asking them more questions. Leadership of the Teacher Trainees Association of Ghana is blaming the incessant dismissal of students over poor performance to the continuous strikes by their teachers. Although the strike by CTAC has been called off, the association is worried on an inconclusive resolution to the impending issues could hamper academic activities in the future. And what's in the situation? President of the association, Anakwame Jafta, says the recent industrial action saw many students idling on campus. There's more in this report. Now, teachers at the Colleges of Education have abandoned lecture halls to push the government to redeem its promise on implementing its negotiated conditions of service. The indefinite strike is bringing academic activities on college campuses to their knees as many students idle. The cumulative effects of the endless strike by the teacher union are forcing shifts in academic timelines, impeding continuity of learning. At its 27th annual general meeting, president of the Teacher Trainees Association of Ghana, Nana Kwame Chefta, noted the strike could culminate in the dismissal of non-performing students as recorded in previous years. Student that came to College of Education in the year 2018, in the subsequent academic year, most of them were dismissed because of failure. And it's on record that one, they gain admission 
that time Sita was also on strike. It took Sita for about four or five in before they could report back to campus. And for all those who students didn't do anything, they were just on campus. They didn't have the chance to meet their tutors to learn. And that had impact on most of them, leading to the failure in the examination that they wrote. And we couldn't spare them. They were dismissed because of poor performance, which we could not only based on the fact that they are just not performing, but we have real factors that might have contributed to that. And we are seeing the same thing in this current dispensation, because currently we are in, entering the sixth week that CTAC has been on strike. They've been out of lecture, lecture halls, they've been out of campus, nothing at all is going on. Their concerns are compounded by the upgrade of the pass mark for the upcoming licensure examinations from 50% to 70%. The association maintains that a balanced minimum pass rate would provide fair opportunity for all students while the demand for preparatory logistics. We, we don't mean to say that 70% is say, too high for us to pass because we've been writing exams in our college of education and we've been passing. We have we've written about 50 to 60 different coursework papers that we've passed. So why can't we sit and pass for lens exams? We believe, we believe that how the structure and the organization for academic content in the courses that we study in the College of Education that's lead us to come and write examination and we pass. It's not as we see in the NTC. We don't have course outline for NTC examination that you are going to write. We don't have textbooks that we read from. And these are all logistics that need to be in place before we could probably raise the bar to the 70% we are talking about. Meanwhile, Registrar of the Ghana National Teaching Council, Christian Adepoku says a crunch meeting with stakeholders is in the often to address the concerns. The National Council has held on to this position that the upcoming licensure examination should be marked at 70% pass. And, and the leadership of TAG has insisted on 50% pass. And lo and behold, I received a letter from the president, a copy to me, but a letter to the Minister for Education asking for an intervention in the matter. As I speak, yes, um, last week I had a meeting with the Minister and he has indicated that he will want to meet the leadership of TAC. The annual General Assembly was held under the theme Shaping the Future of Teacher Training and Education, Prioritizing Infrastructural Development. For Joy News, my name is Emmanuel Bright Kweku. Demands to remove the commission toll booths from the country's highways are escalating, triggered by the tragic death of one individual on the scene while four others fight for their lives at Tema General Hospital. These individuals sustained injuries in two separate accidents that occurred at the Akrato Plaza on the motorway this past Sunday. In the following report, eyewitnesses recount a minute-by-minute -minute chronicle of the harrowing incidents. This is the state of the toll booth on the Akratama stretch of the motorway. After a four tanker plunged into it at around 5 o'clock a.m. Sunday, the driver's mate died on the spot and the driver critically injured. The next day, Monday, three persons on board this truck also suffered life-threatening injuries when their truck crashed into this pillar. Some eyewitnesses recount the incident. Yesterday, uh, like 5 o'clock a.m., we did inside where we hear them, where we come out. 
Uh, when we come out, no, we see say, some. This one is a trailer, tanker. We tanker, we, we get the house then. We, uh, we go come out the driver. We made the guy. We made the guy. Uh, so, I, around 11, 11 uh, 10 to 11, and we go inside too, and we hear another bound. We come out you now, you see, say, this car to get some rest then. We, uh, the people was trained inside. So, we come, we come out too. We put them, we them send him to hospital. Uh, By the driver there, in leg, we call, uh, listen, fire service. We can help us, we come out down. We we'll send them to hospital. So right now, so it's too good. It's no working. Always accident. Me run now, I'm travel. Uh, what do you call him? Mali, Niger, Abidjan. Anywhere, I'll go there. But this accident, I know some before. But Ghana here alone. Always. This two boots, the Mato boots, what do you call Accra, Weja, what do you call Instagram room. The same thing. I meet accident. These crashes are not limited to just the Akrato Plaza. Eyewitnesses claim between January and August this year, over 20 people have died in a similar way at the Tamato booth. That's January to August, what I've seen, I've actually witnessed over, I may say 20 deaths, what I've seen. Yes, and it normally occurs at night, because normally there is no toe, uh, light on the, on the, on the toe booth uh, at night. And then also, you know, especially those who are new on the road. And when we are driving along, you know, that flower across road, the marginal lines in between the road that we should follow, some of them come and face to the walls of the two. So without you being new, you being rolled on the road, you wouldn't even know you are heading towards to a wall. Since there is no light or there's no any indication that, okay, this, you are approaching danger zone or maybe... There's only a reflector, nothing to show that uh, there is an empty toe ahead. By the time you realize, you have already driven into the toe boots. This has angered many motorists and residents who are demanding the total removal of the commission toe booth from the country's highways. My, yesterday, I was here, and my auntie called me, so I should come and see something. Accident happened at motorway. I was running, come and see. It's very, very, very bad. Sad. Some people are dying just like that. So we beg the Kufado. We beg uh, Mr. Makwata. We beg that they should come and remove the room so that the driver will take time and go. They are on speed. So if the tow boots are smart there, they will come and go and pass free. But because of the room, they are losing control. So innocent person are dying. Stomach all tear. The, everything is the stomach was flowing like this. You can't see. That you can't see. Very sad. How this Tobu they kill human being for years. You know, if they don't feed the Pema, the Pema, they will come clear on for us. Because especially the uh, Ashaman Tobu. Every day we know come out there, but they know before or five. But to the house you, you are here. We know if you talk, but you are here, there are no say you will go out. So we beg, we beg government of Ghana. They should come and repair the tow booth or they will clear for us. Visibility at these tow booths at night is low and there are no warning signs. Until these tow booths are either put to good use or removed, drivers will have to exercise a lot of caution 
when approaching any of these booths anywhere in the country. Carlos Galonis reports, Joy News. Ghana is set to become the first African country to manufacture its own cholera vaccine. This is a significant step to join the global fight against infectious diseases. Speaking at a technology transfer event at the National Vaccine Institute, Acting Technical Coordination Director at the Ministry of Health, Dr. Bafwe will review that the initiative is to ensure that Ghana is self-sufficient. There's more on this report by Jacqueline Ansuma Yabwa. There are fewer African countries with the capacity to produce vaccines, so many African countries are dependent on developed countries. To break this chain of dependency, Ghana has taken a huge step to produce its own vaccines. It will begin with the production of oral cholera vaccines. EU Biologics, based in Korea, is set to transfer the technology of producing the vaccine Ghana's local partners, DEK Vaccines, in order to increase global vaccine production capacity and reduce disparity in vaccine access for African children. Acting Technical Coordination Directorate at the Ministry of Health, Dr. Bafour Awa, revealed that this initiative is a step in the right direction to ensure that Ghana is self-sufficient. No, principal aim of manufacturing your own vaccine one to have you know when you import we have import duties here all these add to the cost so when we are doing it locally one you you, you give job to local people we want to be self-reliant in all the vaccine space Presidential Advisor on Health, Dr. Anthony Insia Asari, is excited that the private sector is leading this new development. He said, with time, Ghana will continue to limit the importation of vaccines. They decided, the president said, let's do this thing through the private sector. We said the private sector is the engine of growth. So we are giving all the necessary backing to the private sector to become the, the, the engine for vaccine production. Private sector does things and does it very well because this company like DEK, which is made up of Dana Dams, NS Chemists, and Kinafama, are very industrial, very well-established pharmaceutical companies which are footprints in the West Africa sub-region. And that's what we have been doing. So DEK has already cut, uh, got, the president cut the sword in April for the setting up of the factory, which is ongoing very, very now. They are being supported by EU, they are being supported by GIZ and the German government. And now, today, the Koreans have come in with the International Vaccine Institute of Korea and also EU Biologists to transfer technology. To, they signed an agreement today to give them products for the production of oral cholera vaccines. They've already signed an agreement, as I know, with also Serum Institute of India. And I know also that Atlantic Life Sciences, which is another private company which was commissioned last year by His Excellency the President, they are going into also vaccine production and then anti-snake and anti-rabies vaccines. The first locally produced oral cholera vaccine is expected to be made available after testing. For Joy News, Jacqueline Ansuma Yeboah. He dropped out of school in class six, knowing that his qualification could not earn him any meaningful job then. 
He resorted to menial jobs, which could at least help him cater for himself. After trying some laborious work, Mr. Ajay resorted to selling coconut. Through that trade, he's ensured his children have what he did not get when growing up, education. After enjoying a juicy coconut from Kofi Ajay and the scorching sun, Hanot Dami sat with him to hear his story. <laughs> Kofi Ajay has engaged in lots of menial jobs. He's done basic work. He's driven commercial vehicles. But years ago, he settled on the coconut business. I got engaged in coconut business, though it's difficult because the job requires lots of effort. To say it was easy would be an understatement, he says. When I started, I used to carefully arrange the coconut on a tray. Then I hop in town till it finishes. Then the cycle continues until all I purchased runs out. Did Kofiege think of quitting along the way, considering how his colleagues who had fully attended and completed at least senior high school were progressing? It got to a point I thought I could do other jobs because it was energy draining. So I stopped and began driving commercial vehicles. That was also not sustainable for me. I then began doing missionary work. That too was not profitable, so I decided to return to selling coconuts as I realized that was more lucrative. Throughout the journey of changing jobs, I realized all that is required is for one to be determined and willing to work. Sometimes calculating how much he earns a day as against that of his colleagues. Not for once did he believe he must rely on someone else for a job. Self-help to him was the best way to go. As for the job, it requires diligence. Just decide how much you intend to save and if you are disciplined, you will be able to save and even invest. Today he's happily married and all his six children are in school, with the eldest in the university. I would say this job has been very beneficial to me because that's all I've been doing and through that I have married. I have six children now. The youngest is in senior high school and the eldest is in the university. As he manages these other younger men who are trying to achieve their goals in life, Mr. J constantly reminds them that engaging in handy jobs is not a recipe for poverty. I always use myself as an example when I advise them. I tell them to utilize the skills they have and not always rely on others to assist them.
For Joy News, I am Hannah Odama. The first part of our latest hotline documentary, Dark Force and the Siege, highlighting the impact of illegal mining in the once thriving Upper Prama Forest aired last night. It will be repeated later this evening at 6.30 p.m. If you missed the first broadcast and are anxious on what to expect tonight, here's an excerpt giving account of how Galamsey is affecting their livelihood. In the midst of all this destruction and the billions of dollars in gold taken from this area, communities remain the poorest. They brought in a transformer and wired the town, so we thought we would be connected in about a year. Bin community, for instance, has yet to be connected to the national electricity grid. It has been reduced to poor infrastructure and a deprived community with few opportunities. Their farmlands are gone, forests degraded, water sources polluted, and the attendant change in climatic conditions have affected farming. It is the forest that gives farmers in this area rain to farm. But now, if God doesn't intervene, we will not have the rains to grow our crops. The indigents of Benenebin share their dilemma. We've not gained anything. Look at our schools, toilets, and our town. We are helpless. When they come, they promise a lot of things, but they don't fulfill these promises. Meanwhile, Ghana has secured a $103 million World Bank loan to, among others, restore cocoa lands, engage the restoration of polluted water resources, and reclaim degraded forest lands, including the Apamprama Forest Reserve. Just before airing this report, he decided to go back to the Apamprama to gauge the situation there. We found many Chinese miners are back to mine in the forest. Some have hit the ground mining, while others have set up camp to continue mining in a forest built for reclamation. You can see fresh excavators about eight drums of diesel. In case you missed it, please make a date with us for the repeat of the broadcast tonight at 6.30 p.m. on this channel. You're still watching Joy News today. Up next is business. Please stay tuned. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife 
whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store or the app store and discover the smart way to bank. Ecobank, the Pan-African bank. So kidney rice contains 12 vitamins? Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So we'll grow healthy and strong. And smart. Absolutely. Kidivite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kidivite Multivitamin Drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kidivite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to Business. My name is Daryl Powell. Some players from the health and pharmaceutical industry are concerned about the rate at which uh, the current economic challenges are affecting the operations. According to them, much has not been done to support the operations and are calling for more collaboration from government. Specialist obstetrician and gynecologist at Midway Hospital, Dr. Gifty Kwashi Ngisa, says input duties and action rate fluctuations are affecting them. She spoke to Joy Business at the inauguration of the hospital's renovated theater and labor ward. Ghana spent on average about 6% of its GDP on healthcare infrastructure. Meanwhile, players within the sector say much is needed to support the pharmaceutical and health industry. According to Gifty Kwashingiza, more private-public partnership is needed. So that really is more of a, you, you need to have some government um, commitments. You, private enterprise cannot do it by it, so you have to have some goodwill because getting financing on your own is quite difficult. Um, interest rates are high, and so if you get into, and the equipment are also quite expensive. So you need to have some form of um, legislature that helps health care facilities to be able to get loans at better interest rates to get more advanced technology because healthcare is evolving. You require new advanced state-of-the-art equipment to diagnose cases and they're expensive. And so without that goodwill, it makes it difficult for health, private facilities to be at par with government ones or to be on the world stage. Midway Hospital says it will deliver a consistent personalized service that will exceed client expectations. Now, Multi-Choice Ghana has promised to continue to provide high-quality pay television through cutting-edge technology to its consumers. According to its managing director, Alex Autry, the company is working to improve content and services to ensure pleasant viewing for subscribers. He spoke to Joy Business at a media content showcase. 
The event with the media and stakeholders was to showcase the various content multi-choice Ghana has for the next quarter and the next year. Alex Archer said, as part of activities to celebrate the company's 30 years of operations in Ghana, the multi-choice group is committed to providing its audience with more quality local content. Uh, every year we call the media and we, through you, show our customers what we have lined up for the rest of the year and even upcoming uh, uh, months. So, so that's why we are here. And this uh, year, I think there's a lot, a lot of new stuff. So, if you check on Akoma Magic, we're bringing a lot of new shows. So, Kasanuya more, uh, market coins, uh, a lot that we are, we are bringing. Uh, the family bench. You know, there is no better time to be on Akoma Magic than now. Actually, in the, in the coming few days and weeks, there's a lot of new shows that are coming. Ghanaian locally produced shows. And also, I mean, uh, we announced very uh, recently, a few uh, uh, weeks ago, about our new Go TV package, the Go TV Super Plus, where you can catch all the Premier League matches, 380 matches all on Go TV Super Plus. So, what is I mean, we're bringing new shows, new content, and we want the world to know. We want our subscribers to know that we're bringing new content, so they should subscribe. Multi-choice group has over the years provided its audience with thrilling and compelling media content across all its platforms and channels, including Aquaba Magic, among others, to the satisfaction of its viewers. And that's it for Business Forces Up Next. That's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Yay! Syntex <laughs> <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Hello there. To provide timely information and to explain educational reforms and to discuss school models and interventions, the Ministry of Education, in partnership with the Teacher Education Journal, presents to you the first ever education TV talk show, The Edu Talk Show. The Edu Talk Show keeps you informed and updated on trends in the world 
of education. The Ghanaian teacher is so versatile. Provide him the opportunity, train him, and that teacher will perform wonders. Where are the women? They are doing very well academically, but they're not in the sciences and all of that. So technology is missing a lot more women that they could have had. You need to tell the parents, at the moment, what you are getting is, is covering only an aspect of your child's education. And therefore, it's very difficult for you to make any decision with the limited information you have. We still have more to do mm. when it comes to safe school. Mm. So join us as we speak to our guests on reforms taking place in Ghana's education sector. My name is Blessed Sugan and I am your host. Let's discuss now on journeys today with me, Muftar Nabila Abla Black Stars head coach Chris Hilton says public opinion on reason behind his inclusion of Andre Ayu into the Black Stars squad for the upcoming African Cup of Nations qualifier against Central Africa Republic does not concern him. According to him, he has a final say on who makes the final squad for an international competition on behalf of the country. Growing conceptions doesn't, um, it's not something that means too much to me. Now from, from my point of view as, as head coach, um, it's about the squad that I want and the reasons for each player to be in the squad. So what is a perception outside? I don't know, you know, and this is not, not my concern. What I have to do is I have to pick a squad. And uh, that squad can be made up of young, exciting players. They can be made up of um, uh, perhaps more experienced players. There will, there will always be, in the general public, there will, there will always be a, be a lot of debate about who should be in the squad and should, who shouldn't. And uh, there, are, there are players, and, and uh, Andre comes into a category, we know that he hasn't played as much. So we're, we're knowledgeable about the amount of games that he's played. Um, but I also know what he means to the squad. He's captain. I know what he gives the squad as regards. And it's and anybody in the squad, it's, it's, it's never just about their abilities. It's about what they bring to the squad, some experience, some know-how how they can affect the, the other players. So for every player that's in the squad, there is, there is a reason. And there will always be debate about any member of the squad. And, I, and I'm quite sure if I asked you or if I asked the gentleman sitting over there or the gentleman sitting over there, their squads, I'm quite sure that there will be players in the squad that will be different that are in there. Chris Hilton speaking there. Meanwhile, Vice President of the Ghana Football Association, Mark Addo, is calling on Ghanaians to throw their weight behind the senior national team for the contest on a Thursday. According to him, it is important Ghanaians show up to the other stadium and support the senior national team to defeat Central Africa Republic. 
important thing for us is for people to support the team. Sure. Uh, there is nothing to hide in this business. Mm. Um, so we shouldn't get too worked out on it. Mm. Most importantly, we get the, the people to get the work done. Okay. Um, we expect um, the, the team to be here on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, by lunch in Kumasi, in Kumasi mm. because they would train here Tuesday uh, afternoon. Okay, the, and um, and and then and then Wednesday there will be another training. Obviously, the pre-game training. Okay, and then the game on Thursday at mm. four o'clock. Sure. Um, I expect that we all go and support in our numbers. Uh, Kumasi is our favorite place sure. to play. Sure. You know, it's the home of the Black Stars. Sure. And. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm praying and hoping that we win and we win well so that mm. we can bring smiles to people's faces mm. and, and the love is still here. So I'm praying, you know, and we uh, ask all of you to come in your numbers, sure. come in your colors, mm -hmm. and we'll continue to promote this until Thursday until we have the win so that we can all go to mm. uh, Ivory Coast in January next year. Okay. The Black Stars left uh, Kotoka International Airport just a couple of minutes ago and they are expected to arrive in Kumasi at 1 p.m. These are wrap-up sports here on Joy News today. You can head on to myjoyonline.com and read some more sports stories. Up next is World News. This is Connect Africa with me, Blessed Sugan. Welcome to our program. We have updates on the elections taking place in Sierra Leone. There had been some um, attack around the opposition's office, and this was because, of, because they prematurely um, announced um, results, which both parties technically did. And what is the cost of political unrest in the West Africa sub-region? The preponderance of, uh, you know, uh, illicit activities resulting from easy access to, to small arms is, is causing a lot of havoc across the region. Five countries, how are you going to work with them? It is one of the few cases where we have the countries themselves agreeing to do it and calling on ECOWAS to act on their behalf. There is a DNA testing, the process of our DNA, of our 17 students who were banned beyond recognition. So at the moment, there is some uncertainty. Some of the parents think, hey, is, it, uh, uh, is my key part of those that were banned beyond recognition, the 17? Every human being has the right to a livable world. And to secure that livable world, all the rich nations, and all the international financial organizations must transform the standard of doing business. Let's do some world news now. Niger's military leaders have reopened the country's airspace to all commercial flights after closing it on August 6 after they seized power in a coup, a transport ministry spokesperson has said. 
The closure had forced Air France and other European carriers to suspend some flights and take longer routes across the African continent. Landlocked Niger is more than twice the size of France, and many flight paths across Africa would normally pass above it. The junta has initially closed Niger's airspace, citing the threat of military intervention from the West African regional bloc. They did not immediately give a reason for lifting the ban. We're back with Showbiz. In showbiz, Nigerian musician Pato Rankin held an intimate listening session with music executives, media personnel and fans in Ghana for his new album, World Best. The album, which features the artists from across the world, including Ludacris, Ghana's Jackie and Biniman, among others, this is the fourth studio album of the musician. Enjoy highlights from the event. It's always the world's best. That's one, undoubtedly. I repeat, it's always the world's best. And number two, I like that he fuses a lot of Ghanaian musicians with his music. A lot of features. Um, track number three, you know, but I know it's track number three. And I told myself that I'll go home and listen to it again when it comes out. In about a couple of days, but that's on with Lupa. It's unfortunate that I didn't pay attention to it. Say it, 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 but I feel bit No, what track number is this? I'm gonna say three. I'm fine. I'll find it. Yes, the world best is the world best. He's always good at it and he keeps winning. So for me, Charlie, it's, it's a bomb. I, yeah, I mean, it's a vibe. Um, that's I think that's one word I can use to describe that. Album, um, it's lovely. I love it, and I've always been a fan of Pato Ranking. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're out here to support. Um, it's Ghana, it's African music as well. So we're just here to support. Yeah. Ghanaian singer Black Sherry has given his fans something to cheer about as he wins the West African Artist of the Year at the 16th Hedys Award. The Hedys Awards 2023, which was held at the weekend in Atlanta, Georgia, USA, turned more heads as the singer took the stage to receive the award. The Kweku, the traveler hitmaker, was nominated among Afropop singers like Jackie, Kamido, and the therapist from Liberia for the same category. Black Sharif, after receiving the award, thanked his fans in Nigeria and Ghana and around the world with special thanks to those in Konongo, Zongo, his birthplace in the Ashanti region. West African Artist of the Year. And the winner is Black Sheriff. I'm gonna keep my place. But we have the one to play when I fall. 
Jessan, thank you so much to the fans, to the listeners. Thank you, Hedis. Thank you, Nigeria. Thank you, Ghana. Thank you, Konobizongo. I love you. Please. Congratulations to Black Sherry. That's how we end the bulletin here. Thanks for watching. There's more news on myjoyonline.com. I am Amisi Yamcha Thompson. See you again next time.